0: Yeah, oh yeah. That's good. Murder, but with vibes. So me murder, any murder <laughs> Please take my crippling debt.
1: <laughs> Just shooting everybody. Sorry you died. So you can't get good. Hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the Ghouls, the ghouls Next snack Door. Talking about spooky stuff.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. spooky mm-hmm. sadness.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sadness. Uh, for people who don't know, we're the media literacy show that explores the real-life historic and psychological reasonings behind our cinematic fears and we are starting a new series. We're all done with our um, musicals. Musicals. It was a long time. We did a lot of them. Yeah. And now we're doing games. We're doing murder games.
0: Specifically, yeah. Games it's not a game murder. without the murder.
1: Mm-hmm. Because then it would just be a regular. Like that's not horror. That's not our show. Yeah. <laughs> it's just regular.
0: High stakes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll be <laughs> we'll be talking about that and. Um, Yeah, we're talking about, we're starting it off with Squid Game, uh, which everyone's been hype about. Yeah, I hope that people enjoy the show. It's super fun. It is um, very gory and very sad.
0: Yeah, it mostly made me feel sad. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say, like, even the parts that were fun, Mm -hmm. by the time we got to the end, I was like, oh, no. No, it's just sad it's just sad and i mean that's what capitalism is so i guess yeah here we are
1: uh i have a confession to make okay to everyone out there and to you cat, you already know oh, i do I, okay
0: um am a korea boo oh yes okay <laughs> i was like, like what what are like, you saying yeah, i, I was that. like i'm not read, like are you oh that'd be spoilery i can't say that never mind yeah this
1: whole time it was me um no, I, yeah. You made me love fan.
0: you, and then you betrayed me. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I am a very big Korean fan, so I'm very excited that people will be watching Squid Game, and I'm hoping that it'll influence them to watch other stuff.
0: Yeah, watch all the other things that are great.
1: Yeah, like, if you need a recommendation for any type, let me know. It's a lot. I do a lot of different... <laughs> Korean things like South Korean uh, media of all kinds all forms all mediums so uh, I was very excited I was hooked immediately when I I saw it and so I hope people like it and we're trying to have fun but we are media literacy so we're also going to talk about some other things so just be prepared
0: yeah my section is what it usually is which is sad (laughs) Yeah, it's like you remember capitalism and crippling debt and like no foreseeable way out of that. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what we're doing. Now so. imagine
1: if you had to murder to get out of it. It's like get out. It doesn't out of seem it very die. far
0: off. For real, for real. Yeah, um it seems yeah. it seems pretty plausible. <laughs> or uh I could like, like, I could just easily see some rich detached person being like, you know, what would be cool. Let's give an opportunity. To so all these people who mm-hmm. aren't, we don't see as them as people, so it's a fun game for us. Yeah. Um, let's just do that. Make it a fun, elitist, disgusting time.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's going to like, that's the crux of most murder games is yeah. rich people messing with poor people. Yeah. The lower class people. Exploitation. Yeah, that just, that's just, it goes without saying. I think that's going to come up a lot in this series because it always comes down to rich people being bored because they don't have to struggle like the rest of us and find joy in like the sunset or just like not having to work that day. You know, like they're sad. So they make people murder.
0: It's just really wild to me. The argument that <laughs> you do not have to worry about surviving financially so you no longer enjoy life. That does not make sense to me because now you have time to do things that would allow you to enjoy life. Like, I don't understand why having a bunch of money makes you not enjoy the sunset anymore. You can't buy the sun. Like, why, why does money influence that? It just really seems really bizarre to me. Um, and I don't understand Yeah, I feel you. I feel what you're saying. Like, I feel like it sends a message that, like, everyone's miserable. Humanity is trash and we all just sad. Uh, And it just, like, sends a message that, like, there's no solution. Like, that it's better to not be able to afford shit. Sorry, cursing. I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand what the argument is supposed to be or why. They no longer able to enjoy things just because they have lots of money. It's like, uh, then just like be, man. That's yeah. what meditation is for. Yeah. Um, and self, like inner looking at yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Figuring out who but you I are. But I think as it's also person. like
1: you feel like you're better than them because, like, you wouldn't. You're not going to kill people for money, but it's because you have a lot of it. You don't know what it means to not. So, um, And then there's also just, like, when you have that much money, you've you've been exploiting people anyway. So this doesn't seem like that big of a stretch. Like, you clearly already yeah. don't care about people I guess in it's order like, to get to that state, that yeah, part like of Yeah, like, they're wealth.
0: so detached from what it is to be a person mm-hmm. at that point. Okay, I get it from that angle. I guess it's just more so it's like, is that what people think the goal is? <laughs> to be that rich so you that can you can do that to other people. only find joy
1: in murder. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I think that's where I was like, uh, there's a disconnect for me, and I, I, don't, I don't get it, I feel like. But I guess that's under the assumption that they were never at any point within a space where they felt they were just human. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. With, I guess, yeah. that lens, it is different.
1: Yeah. And it's also interesting. I don't have it in my part, but the lead in this are American yeah, you know, white people and they're like I saw some articles about them getting like <laughs> just like harassed because their acting is pretty bad but um I argue that the writing for them was not great and like they the way that they were recorded was weird too and I think that was intentional because there are times where like there's this like two characters who always say something after like one person and they would like it seemed like it was supposed to be a joke but it didn't quite hit um so yeah i think it's i thought it was very interesting because i was like it's it's meta because it's primarily american audiences who are watching and enjoying this show about like how sad and awful the conditions are in south korea for people who don't have money and we're like ha, look at those ridiculous elite rich elite
0: Jerks. It's like no that's actually like what is here <laughs> it's like
1: this is you <laughs> like that is you watching this um yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right let's get, get into, into it, it. A bit. yeah let me get let me do let me go so uh we watched squid game which i've been saying squid games until i was writing the script and i was like same thing with alice in borderland it's just borderland yeah it's not lands, but the game is borderlands, so that's where my brain goes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what is Squid Game about? Hundreds of cash-strapped players accept a strange invitation to compete in children's games. Fun. Inside, a tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes. Survival game that has a whopping 45.6 billion won prize at stake, and it is directed by Huang hyuk Uh, yes. I didn't do the the currency for one, but it's a lot. And I know a lot of people looked it up and were like, how much is this? Because <laughs> it sounds like a lot because they use, like it's like so many more. Like when I first started reading or like watching um, like K-dramas and stuff and they would like mention how much won, I was like, how much is that really? Because I don't know. It seems like a lot. And then it'd be like 20 bucks. But, but it's like 20,000 won. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. You just got carrying around. Anyway, uh, I know that was just like a thing people had. So uh, murder games, right? That's yeah. what we're covering. And that's what Squid Game is. And people are going nuts for it. And I totally understand. Murder games are fun. Uh, there are people who see this as being one of the best shows about murder games. I would say those people probably haven't seen anime, but it's okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Just because, like, there's a lot. Or just, like, hopefully this means they'll watch more. Um, Yeah. You're definitely allowed to enjoy enjoy things, but maybe watch more things before you say this is the best. Because it's great, but I don't know. We're going to be revisiting some things, so we'll see. Um, I am a huge fan of South Korean media, and I can't wait until I can figure out a way to wiggle in kingdom onto the ghouls. It's like zombies and classism. Just sign me up. (laughs) And it's also really amazing storytelling. Uh, And great zombies. Like, the lore is great. So um, I get genuinely excited uh, when we cover... uh, Critical media, like by like Bong Joon Ho, right? Yeah, that is making statements, but I also get really excited about K dramas, so <laughs> I'm very much uh Korean boo Like I said, um, when I first saw the trailer on Netflix for Squid Game, I was like, What is this strange and playful but definitely murderous show? Like, I was like, This is like, it's so bright and colorful, but it's also very eerie and uncomfortable. I like watched the whole trailer and then immediately put it on my list and I was like, I got to watch this. And then my yeah. younger sister was like, you really need to watch it. And she said it had more twists than a road in Tennessee, which I'm sure means something. <laughs> uh, and so I binged it to, so that I could talk to her about it. But um, I'm just a sucker for, for murder games and seri- like series or films in general. Um, and for people who don't know what that kind of like subgenre film is it's essentially like a series of film uh in which normal folks sometimes children like in battle royale have to fight to the death for some reason uh a good deal of the characters in these shows and films fight simply to survive um there was a few sometimes it's like a psychological experiment there was like the one recently in america where they were like in a company and it was like every hour you got to kill somebody or we're going to kill someone. So then they had to make the choice of who was going to die. Um, so it's always like people are just trying to survive. And the, the result in that is that you sometimes have to kill people or you got to get rid of the weakest link or what have you. Um, and, uh, it like, yeah, it's just a matter of like, someone has to die and it's not going to be me, (laughs) right? And that's usually why they end up killing. Um, There's going to be alliances made and then broken really dramatically. There's going to be really gory deaths and also really sad deaths because, of course, you're going to fall and care for the characters even though you know they're going to die. Um, Other murder games that director Huang Dong-hyuk could have been inspired by are Battle Royale, which features a bunch of school kids killing each other just to survive, um, which people say was inspired or had inspired Hunger Games. Okay, uh, and I agree because it came first, <laughs> so Hunger Games could be very well uh, influenced by that. Um, and then uh, I and I recommend that if you like Hunger Games. It's way more g- gory and gotcha. less like romance-driven, um, but it exists. And then also uh, there's uh, As the God's Will by Takashi Mike, who we covered on our show with a special episode just about him. Um, and we had found the absurd film Happiness of the Katakuris and... Uh, God's will is very much like that in that it's it's absurd it's kind of goofy it also has children's it's it's very close because it's children's games yeah. that are monstrousized but it's more um fantastical whereas this is like people doing it right like and it's kind of fantastical in the fact that like who is who's creating these games and how do they have this island that's secret whatever but in, in Mike's thing it's like it's silly it's very yeah. silly um and if you have like just take the time and watch the trailer i promise you will not be disappointed because it's super funny and i want to watch it now um we won't cover it because it's a little too similar to this um but People have been, you know, referencing all kinds of murder games and saying that the director, Dong um, Hyuk, stole these ideas from the films or series. Uh, but, I mean, murder game plots are free. <laughs> there, there are a lot of them, and it's the thread is there, and I get it. But, it, I mean, they're all going to be similar in some way, but they're, they're their own thing. You yeah. Know? No one has, like, owns the rights to murder game props. prompt yeah oh oh my god words um and so (laughs) this is the first one we're going to talk about but obviously not the last because there's going to be entire series about murder games so uh we'll tell you all about them so later we'll in this month we'll be covering alice in borderland which is truly terrifying to me because you have to win by being smart and like figuring out these like puzzles under pressure and there's like many of these like murder games that where the plot plot is like logic based games and Uh i just like tap out i'm like no (laughs) like i'm not gonna be able to solve this under pressure i am not like that bright (laughs) like it's not gonna like i get it if it's like me versus somebody and it's like you you gotta fight to survive sure but uh i gotta solve this puzzle that's not happening. Mm-mm. So uh, in an article on Variety titled Squid Game Director, not hurrying to capitalize on global success by Patrick Frieder, uh, Director Huang said, I freely admit that I've had great inspiration from Japanese comics and animation over the years. When I started, I was in financial straits myself and spent much time in cafes reading comics, including Battle Royale and Liar Game. I came to wonder how I'd feel if I took part in the games myself, but I found the games too complex and for my own work focused instead on using kids games. So (laughs) that's where he kind of got this idea of like murderous kid games. Could also be he watched me care. All right. So thankfully we're met with childhood games warped into murderous challenges of wit, endurance, and sanity. And just like humanity as well. There's team efforts and if you're a good person or not. And when it comes to down to it, is it me or is it you? It's gonna be me. Um (laughs) kind of mentality, obviously. Yeah. So I appreciated that because I was like, I can play red light, green light. I don't know about tug of war. I guess if I learned the things they did, cool. But just like tug of war by myself, that's not happening. Uh, the the show starts out with uh, the sad and deplorable uh Ki Hun, who spends all of his money, which was originally intended to buy his daughter a birthday gift. Yeah. So right out the gift, right out the the gate here, uh, to get more money,
0: <laughs> he's
1: gambling. He's he's paying horses, doing horse gambling i never really understood those but uh (laughs) i don't know enough about horses to be like that one's gonna win uh but we see gihan at his lowest um and he's not really like a likely hero or protagonist like at all yeah um in in murder games the characters are often motivated motivated by the need to survive the games themselves uh but sometimes the motivation is money just flat out, um, and that is the case with *Good Game*. And this results in an incredibly heavy societal critique that Kat is going to go into in her section because it becomes more of just like, what would a person do to survive, and more of like, what would a person do for money, which is a different conversation. Um, and so then it, it kind of turns it into a bit more of that, like more than the typical rich elite are doing anything for, uh, or are or, or bored narrative and more into um people will do anything for money kind of narrative and they're trying to like uh confirm that (laughs) or like feel better about themselves because they're like see these people are so low that they would do anything like including murdering their friends um and so it's like one thing if you just need to survive Uh, Because people do anything to survive, including killing other people. Um, But when the motivation evolves out of simply surviving into cunning and strategy to inherit wealth, no matter what, it becomes a bit more sinister. Um, Yeah. Kind of like... um, was it the ready or not kind of thing, right? Like those rich elite people, uh, <laughs> they were also killing for money, right? Like yeah. <laughs> at that point, it's like any, literally anyone, it doesn't even matter if you don't have any money. Um, Huang said in that, Uh, variety interview as well. Um, I wanted to write a story that was an allegory or fable about modern capitalist society, something that depicts an extreme competition, somewhat like the extreme competition of life. But I wanted it to use the kind of characters we've all met in real life. As a survival game, it is entertainment and human drama. The games are portrayed as extremely simple and easy to understand. That allows viewers to focus on the characters, rather than being distracted by trying to interpret the rules. Um, which is true, because I'd say, like, part of the fun in some of the murder games is, like, you're trying to be like, could I solve this? Could I figure it out? Yeah. Um And in, like, Alice in Borderland, it's like, could I? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but when you're, like, facing, <laughs> like, these are people we're caring about, and they're just kind of hopeless and sad anyway, it kind of changes what your whole thing is so i'm gonna dabble a little bit into capitalism and squid game but not anywhere near what cat is doing i'm mostly just talking about um why this show stands out from other murder games in its representation of it um so we're gonna enter spoiler town yes (laughs) so uh go watch it It's it's you're gonna you're not gonna want to stop you want to get through it It's gonna be really hard, but we're here for you. So go watch it then come back so uh, What set this show apart from the other murder games shows was for me the second episode? said In the second episode the characters find a way out in the rules that they've agreed to and that if the majority of players agree um, to end the game Uh, then it ends. And um, this is like after the surprising reveal that they're in murder games um, and not a fun game of Red Light, Green Light uh, or in Korean, it was the hibiscus flowers bloomed. Uh, So everyone is like shaken and they watch people just be murdered in front of them, just shot in front of them. They almost were shot. Like you just barely survived. And then someone's like, You can leave Uh, if everyone agrees, or the most of you agree. So then the characters beg to be released, and um, they, you know, explain they have families. Someone's like, "I haven't named my baby yet. Maybe that's real. Maybe it's not." Um, And that they have this life outside of the game they want to return to. So they have this really intense vote where uh, they have to decide uh, if they want to stay and get the money from the people who like if they play and they win, the money is split up by to the winners. Um, and if they all quit, they go back to their lives, whatever. But the money that was gained so far from the people who died will go to the families of the players that died. So they get nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, and what's more, the votes aren't anonymous. Uh, you have to walk in front of everyone and choose money or freedom. Um, and it sets the tone immediately. Uh, But what got to me the most in this whole section, like in in that whole episode was just that they got out. (laughs) That the the majority, barely, voted to leave. And so everyone returns home. And that's where the true message behind the series comes through because all the characters that we learn to care for are suffering. Every one of them has strong motivations for being in a murder game that could give them money like, more money than they've ever imagined and could solve all of their problems. Yeah. And the fact that they have problems where these rich people don't. um, So they're not just, like, money-hungry people. They're desperate and they're dying. Like, there yeah. are things actively in their life that are causing them harm, and if they don't have money, they're going to be dead anyway. Um, Gi-hun, who uh is our main character, uh, he's... Super goofy. (laughs) Um, He's no one. He's a nothing. He's a gambling addict. He's a terrible father and son. Uh, He has a really good heart, but he's kind of dull, like witted. (laughs) And uh, is just, I mean, he he just never caught a break. And he just keeps doing it because he thinks that's the way. It's just slippery slope. Um, And so he's just kind of living with that. Um, Then there's... uh, (laughs) So I'm trying to find a good picture of him because people like hate on him. Uh, Cho Sung-woo, who's a childhood friend of Gi-hun who made it uh, after getting into Seoul National University and becoming supposedly successful. Um, but he resorts to attempting to commit suicide because he can't keep up with the debts incurred from, uh, funnily enough, similarly to Gi-hun, was spending money to make money. Right? Yeah. He just had more money to spend and he was doing it uh white collar instead of this like blue collar way that kian was doing i did read somewhere that people missed that he was committing suicide in the bathtub but he was like in a full suit he was in the bathtub there was like the the thing over there like
0: oh yeah i didn't realize that's what was happening either until you just said it right now (laughs) look at that yeah
1: teaching um yeah i got it i was like oh he's so this is so sad (laughs) I was like oh
0: no I, i got that he was like upset or that like he was like fine with being dead, but I didn't realize he was in that moment attempting to unalive himself. Uh yeah, he
1: was gonna unalive himself. Um, yes. Thank you. Uh and it, it, it's super sad, but it's also like he really didn't have any other things. It's it's a part of it is that he was out of money and there's debts, debts to be paid, but it's also a pride thing as well because he was seen as someone who made it his mom like is gloating about him all the time and if he fails like it means more than just like oh you ran out of money you're gonna go to jail kind of thing it's like you've ruined everything like you've ruined your whole reputation and what people think of you um which is a really it's a very big thing especially in south korea and that's something like you see even in parasite right like that kind that that uh need to be respected um yeah is super strong um there's also um kong uh sebiok who is uh everyone's favorite character who is a north korean refugee who has lost her father he died her mother is trapped in china which is the route you have to go through to get out of north korea and her younger brother is in an orphanage waiting for her and their mother so uh she is trying hard um i'm gonna go over like translation things and things you might miss out if you're not familiar with certain korean culture things but it is to note that uh has a north korean accent that she tries to mask when she's around other characters um which is like if you don't know that (laughs) you wouldn't understand like how like it's kind of like she's swapping so that she can fit in uh and just yeah code switching her whole yeah um that's her old character for sure then there's ali abdul who's everyone's other favorite character and best boy and everyone should have a crush on look at this cute face yeah he's very cute um he's an immigrant with a new baby uh who needs money to protect his family so everyone is sad and broken they're perfect victims for murder games organized by the rich elite that's it uh so they get out and then they get back in and that was what got me was the fact that they like Everyone chose to, to leave, or a majority of them chose to leave, and then so many of them chose to come back. Like, there's a yeah. few of them that didn't. But it's, like, that, like, other games, other murder game shows or films, people are just dropped in there, and it's, like, this is your only choice. And if you could leave, then you would just go, right? This is, like, this is how important it is. Like, this is how desperate they are, that they return to a game they know will murder them. Like, that... Yeah is it's absurd and so i think like that in itself just that one episode and just that turn totally changed the entire outlook of it for me because i was like whoa (laughs) like that's crazy um let me get into this because now i'm like i got a lot to say (laughs) and even still not as much as i wanted to say uh the show is really fun and gory and it plays well with suspense um in the tug of war episode we're stressed and lured into this false sense of security by the success of our favorite characters. Yeah. Put them all together. It seemed hopeless. And then it worked out. And it sets up the viewers to be as vulnerable as possible in the next episode with marbles, which means you're like on equal footing the same ground as the characters, who were also just as vulnerable. Um, and so you're you're being led through these games. <laughs> you are also victim to whatever the game masters decide as a viewer. Um and it's just like this beautiful system that really plays with our relentless desire to hope. Um especially in American media, the good guy usually wins. So we feel like in the end, it's gotta work out, right? Like our friends gotta come to like they're gonna make it everyone is so nice and they they you know saved each other a little bit they're working it out so this is you know gonna work out but it is a murder game show friends so it's not uh we can only have one winner it's not explicitly stated but you know there can only be one winner which means everybody else has to die um so all the people you love and care for are gonna die sorry Um, I'm going to shift over a little bit um, because I want to talk about some other things um, that are not specifically plot related, but integral to the understanding and appreciation of the impact of the series. And one um, thought is like the fascination with Squid Game by South Koreans reminds me of people's misguided obsession with The Great Gatsby. where like people get all glamored and glitz to party Gatsby style and they completely miss the point. Um, yeah, although sloppy, uh, that's a commentary on upper-class society and the problems with it. And people are like, we're gonna party like we're rich. And I'm like, you're missing it. <laughs> and so like, it's kind of similar where like, it's very popular in American media. Cause like, you know, it's, it's another place that has that kind of problem. So we think that's great, but it's only popular in South Korea because uh, it's popular in America and they're being represented in America. So they like that. And so there's like, everyone who's dressing up um, like Squid Game. It's like, you're missing the point of what it is. Um, Anyway, I'm going to go into some stuff uh, and whatever. Call me a killjoy, I don't care. In an article on Al 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 Jazeera titled, Why Some Korean Women Are Boycotting Squid Game by Ann Babe, Uh, They interview a Korean woman who was very disappointed in the series' portrayal of women. Um, Hyunjin Min, a film studies major at Yonsei University in Seoul, in the article mentions how Squid Game shows the shameful side of Korean society, but the sense of pride is way bigger than the sense of embarrassment. And the more interest international audience expresses in Squid Games, uh, the more pride South Koreans feel. Like the movie Parasite before it and the song Gangnam Style before that, uh, neither of which were immediately smash hits in South Korea, according to Min, it is actually is actually this attention abroad that makes Squid Game so popular at home. Now given its pop culture, uh, super status, Uh, feminist boycotters say their voices seem to be especially unwelcome rather than be acknowledged they say they are dismissed as killjoys who would rather rain on the national parade than simply be happy for their country's success
0: yeah i mean because it's like who's getting success from this Mm -hmm. like who's benefiting from it ultimately being successful like the pride is one element to it but also it's like those problems still exist. The ones that have like that giant magnifying glass on them. It's like, that Mm -hmm. is still very much (laughs) the the people who are struggling right now within the country aren't being acknowledged for that actual struggle instead of just like, and and like people are just enjoying this as like media. That's fun. Um, When it's actually like, no, but like there is horrible things happening societally Mm -hmm. that need to be addressed. And it's not Killjoy time. It's yeah. it's literally like, this is what reality is made in a little fun box for you. Yeah. And you're just right over the head in terms of <laughs> recognizing like how essential it is that those things need to change. Yeah.
1: Um, that's what I was saying. That's like, my great interpretation. Thing. Um, it's like even thinking of like Parasite with like the spike in people who wanted to like eat ramen, And it's like, that's because... but. You're no, <laughs> like that's not the point of what this what do you Okay, you're essentially just like the couple that were like had their fantasy about being on the subway because that was like so, you know, exotic for them. Uh by you like, you know, desiring to eat this around and you're just like, ooh, like we can do it like them. You know, like it's still this otherism and it's still like you're missing the whole point of the whole thing
0: it's well, like commodification yeah, like modification bought- <laughs> when that shouldn't be the result of the highlight
1: yeah it's like all the people who bought clownfish after watching finding nemo and missing the point that like finding nemo didn't want to be in the fish tank yeah <laughs> the So like whole don't film was create like, leave nemos them in, the in your house yeah yeah like oh uh, okay so whole thing right um so i totally get where the person's like the these groups are coming from and you know i often feel that we at the ghouls next door are called killjoys when we discuss things that are uh, like issues in otherwise popular films we've even gotten like comments that are like it's just a film it's like that's not what media is media yeah. literacy friend um and don't get me wrong i love this show and i really do want people to watch it and i want people to enjoy it um I had a lot of fun and that happens a lot with a lot of the programs that we watch where we'll have a good time, but we still have our media analysis glasses on and we, it would be wrong of us in our show not to critique some of the things because they're not perfect, right? Um, and I would say the terrible use of femme-presenting characters was not lost on me. Uh, yeah. even watching it. And uh, many of the women characters if not all of them, were tools for male characters, either to give them some depth, and improve their compassion, like with Gihan and se Biok, like the fact that he was taking care of her or caring for her at all, like that's the most he ever did for any character, um, besides like the old man, uh, or to bring their demise after being scorned with like Han uh, Min-yeo and Zhang uh, Deok-su. He was like, yeah. that's a whole thing, <laughs> which we'll, we'll get into. Um... One of the examples in the uh, Al Jazeera, Jazeera article is about Minio, uh, who is an incredibly misunderstood character in the American audiences, for sure, because subt- subtitles were off. Um, yeah. But also, if you don't understand... Just the culture, you're going to miss some of the things that, that really make her character interesting. Um, and uh, Judy Han, an assistant professor of gender studies at the University of California in Los Angeles, uh, said... It is important that the debate surrounding Minio extends beyond whether her representation is realistic to more broadly consider the question she raises about what sexual empowerment means and how that could actually look in real life. Um, it's one thing to say that Minio is sexualized, but it's another question and a complex question for feminists to think about what sexuality means for women who are put in those precarious situations. Um, At the crux of visibility, uh, the visibility discussion then, Han says, is questioning the agency of the characters, the vantage point of the story, and our own tendency as viewers to value and empathize with certain narratives more than others. It's only when we start disrupting that, that we can start to pay attention to the importance of the more marginalized characters. Minio is kind of a badass in her own way, but is she a feminist heroine? I'm not sure. I just wish someone like her could have been the main character. Um, And it makes sense to me. (laughs) Like, I was like, that, like, there is a, a, she was so, like, people hate on her so bad. And it makes me mad. Because I'm like, everyone is trying to survive. And a lot of those men did way worse than she did. All she was was annoying. And, like, anytime a woman is dubbed annoying gets me up because i'm like i am annoying so uh and i understand like the anger that these women have about being represented in such a way um and considering how popular popular the series has been in america and also thinking that this might be the only glimpse into korean culture that americans get and furthermore into korean women it can be harmful like it just creates and then like confirms certain biases and, and misrepresentation about those women um and if that's all you're getting like this is the one that makes it out and people watch now they have now this is what they think of you um yeah. there's another quote uh lee a 25 year old student living outside of the south korean capital seoul is part of the feminist group hail which means tsunami in Korean. Like Lee, some other members of Hale have joined the boycott of Squid Game in hopes that it will send a message to writer-director Don Hyuk Hoang that women deserve better. For now, critical conversations have taken place on feminist forums as the boycotters say they avoided posting on wider platforms for fear of harassment in a country where feminists routinely face online vitriol. They want Huang to to treat women's stories with more sensitivity and complexity as he plans for season two it's like we get it you he probably didn't even know it was going to be this successful and now it is um, yeah so
0: like take that responsibility and use it well like yeah, now that now you know now. <laughs> that yeah. it's this and it's bigger intentionally seek out Mm-hmm. Making that a better situation, yeah. Because like, yeah, you did it already. You can't undo it now. Like, but yeah. you can do better in the future. That's like kind of like the human experience in and of itself. You were crappy yesterday, yeah. <laughs> but tomorrow Learn you can be less crappy, or better. even arguably uncrappy. You could just do good things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you can yeah. work
1: to completely unravel what you had done. Right, yeah. like you can put in that work, and and decent representation is not too much to ask for. Like they are not asking for everything to be shut down. They're just yeah. like, could we do better? And like considering the real harm that is happening for women in South Korea, and that these groups are like addressing, um, creating media that reinforces or even creates those stereotypes about these women, it's it's simply another form of harm. Yeah. You know, um, and Huang has said he has no intention of a second season, or he's not rushing to it, like in that Variety article. Um, but I do hope that he hears what these women are saying um, and puts a bit more work into the women that he's creating, and whatever it is that his next project is. Yeah, whatever it is. So my last, I'm getting there, <laughs> my last little bit, and then we're, and then I'm gonna pass it over. Is about language and culture and mistranslations for American audiences, because you might have watched a different Squid Game than a Korean audience or someone who knows a little bit about Korean, right? Um, so as mentioned both and a million times already, I'm a Karibu, and so I indulge a lot of Korean media, whether that's manwas, uh, K-dramas, K-pop, K-R&B, films, series, whatever, <laughs> like, all of it all the time uh, and so in all that I have become familiar with some of the cultural things like because I'm just very interested in that I don't know any of those things right um and it, it is very different from things that we have or do or say in America so for example in Korea there are words that you give to your friends that are akin to family um and they tend to be specifically related to age differences and how close you are to each other um and there's a lot of like, this this also happens in like Japan, um, and I'm sure in other, just like America just don't got it, but there's a lot around like being polite and there's like, you are polite with people and then when you get closer to them, you might speak a little more casually. And it's just like, it's, it's way more important over there than it is here. People just talk to each other like trash all the time. So, <laughs> so that was always very interesting to me. And in the in the show, there's a lot of instances of like if you don't understand the culture, or those words and the importance of them, then you might miss some of the more profound parts of of those relationships. So, in one of the most heartbreaking or the most um, episodes, uh, our best boy Ali. Um, sweet, sweet Ali Abdul is betrayed by the villainous Song Wu. Um super sad. We all saw it coming, but it's still very sad. <laughs> or at least I saw it coming. I was like, there's no way he's too pure. Um, but the scene is even more heartbreaking when you learn that Sangwoo Wu asks that Ali call him Young, And Young is what a younger man would call an older man affectionately. It's like big brother. Mm. Um and in the series, um, I rec- like, it's- I think they- he calls him like, bro, or like, brother, but you don't understand, like, how important that word is, but also, on the other side, is what he had been calling Sangwoo before that, and so, in the subtitles, they mistranslated, uh, I'm gonna say all these words wrong, because I do not speak Korean, I'm sorry, but, uh, they changed it to sir instead of boss um mm. but if you understood that he was saying boss and you understood what that word meant you would one understand that ali is pure but he's also foreign so he's using a far too formal and inappropriate term like he he's he doesn't quite under like he's using the wrong one um but it's also incredibly formal and like boss right and he also bows yeah. like really far <laughs> like there's a lot of like he's trying to be over polite to this man that he respects two in this change you understand that the relationship jumps leaps and bounds from boss to brother right like from you are like above me and this like uh person that i respect and you know i'll do whatever you want to we are equals
0: uh, yeah and we're family
1: friends we're family right like you mean something to me and for that to happen right before the betrayal is like but you're just like oh we call them bro whatever Ah, so the depth and meaning for that word on someone like Ali, who is a foreigner and the sweetest boy that has ever lived, uh, makes it even harder to watch. Um, and, and we kind of lose that in, in the mistranslations or just like not knowing about the culture. Another instance of the familial names, uh, being misused in subtitles was with Minyo who continually gets a bad rap when it comes to subtitles in the show. Um, but she calls the mobster um, Zhang Deok-soo oppa. Uh, and this is a term used by younger women for older men. It's usually affectionately and also kind of brotherly, but could be like if you have an older boyfriend, like you might call uh-huh. him oppa. Um, but it also could just be a friend, right? Um, and this is <laughs> in it. Uh, she calls him that and they changed her subtitle to babe instead of like what it is um, oh for
0: mine it was old man old man yeah <laughs> okay. and then it changed to babe as it went it was old man okay. first old man and then, <laughs> and and then, then it translated later to babe
1: so weird babe. i babe i kind of understand because it's like a, it's the right affection but old man is the right like du- direct translation i guess you would say so yeah i get i kind of get it so um it when it's when it was Babe, it was confusing because Deok-su asks her, "How old are you?" Because she's clearly an older woman, and yeah. it was used by younger girls and used affectionately. So it's like her. This is like her attempt to garner sympathy, and she wants to see be seen as cute, and for them to want to protect her and to care yeah. for her. And so she's like, <clears throat> like it's like this, like like oh, you're my, you know, like oh, I love you, like this kind of um like don't you think I'm adorable kind of thing and and so it's like her vulnerability in that and if she's just like saying babe it just kind of seems flirtatious and that's not quite like she is flirtatious in a lot of ways but it's not quite the desperation of like see me as someone you want to protect yeah um and yeah I just (laughs) this woman really got to me and everyone's hating on her uh but She's trying to survive and it's a murder game. And I'd be annoying too. Like (laughs) if you don't think I'm going to be trying to be everyone's friend and loud and be like, and she also has to work so hard for people to see the value in her because they immediately already have assumptions about who she is. Yeah. And so um, there's also this TikToker who uh, went in over some of the issues. She's did on TikTok and they also did it on Twitter. Uh, and their name is Youngmi, Mayer, and they said, If you don't understand Korean, you didn't really watch the same show. Translation was so bad, the dialogue was written so well, and zero of it was preserved. The reason this happens is because translation work is not respected and also the sheer volume of content. Translators are underpaid and over- overworked, and it's not their fault. It's the fault of producers who don't appreciate the art. Um, feel it. I feel it. Um, Youngmi has also done at work before so they understood um and some of the the translation issues were from Menio's character and if they were translated properly they may have given american audiences a better more informed view of her and why she was the way she was yeah. um <laughs> For example, uh, at one point, the subtitles read, I'm not a genius, but I can work it out. Whereas the actual Korean was, I'm very smart. I just didn't get a chance to study. And that's important because it's the entire purpose of the character and represents a trope of Korean culture in that, like, you know, she's she's street smart instead of being book smart, right? Yeah. Um, and she never got the opportunity to grow to be book smart. and. So she's intelligent and she's conniving and cunning. Um, And had she been given the same opportunities as, say, Sung Wu and went to the Seoul National University, maybe she wouldn't even be in the squid game at all (laughs) because she's just that smart. She just lower class and didn't get that so, opportunity. So, yeah, didn't get the
0: opportunities. You, don't,
1: you can't afford, like, lessons. You probably went to a poor school. Like, we've covered this before. It's just, like, you're stuck in this world. Um, another example I found interesting was in that same heartbreaking episode with the marbles. Um, you all know which one I'm talking about. Um, and uh is the old man. Yeah. He, he love uh, the terminal ill, and he's uh, rambunctious, and he calls his teammate and friend Gihan, You know him. Uh, the he calls him his Gungbu, and I. I'm sorry if I say it wrong. I can't speak Korean, um, and he explains in like, when he calls him that, that this is, like, the name you give a friend, when you, and you would share your marbles, and, like, everything was each other's. Um, and he explains that, with this name, it means, there's no yours or mine. Uh, and that there's no, he also says, like, in Korean, that there's no debt between Gung Bu. Like, we're equal. We don't owe each other anything, which is different from, like, there's no yours or mine. It's, it's that we're not indebted, which is, like, a big deal, um, in a murder game where debt is the crux of everything um and in the translations these lines are either mistranslated or omitted completely they just didn't even say them um but with all that being said <laughs> squid game is fun and heartbreaking you will laugh and you will cry and you'll do that a bunch of times until you just you're honestly just crying at the end like <laughs> and then you just yeah. don't stop crying after anymore. the marble
0: episode i cried until the end of the show Yeah, And like, in a very unexpected way, Uh because of what we find out at the end, like the Marble episode, you know, I love like, this sounds weird to say, because I don't mean it how it's, I love old men. Yeah. Innocent, just like, they're not babies, but like, they are older, and they need to be protected. And then to have that be what it was, (laughs) the level of upset that I still am. Mm-hmm. Just, like, daily I'll think about it and just be, like, <sighs> why? Why did they do that to me? Why?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So sad. You just start crying. You're just crying for forever. Um, but I would say, like, believe the hype. Like, I think, like, if you can stomach it because it can get really rush, like, harsh. Um Give it a watch if you're into something like this, because it, it does stand out from the other ones. Um, just make sure your subtitles are set to English subtitles and not English CC, the closed captioning, which translates the dub instead of translating the sub. So oh. that's why they're like super off. Um, oh, also fun fan theory that my sister and some other fans came up with was that if Gihan had chosen the pinkish-red square in the slap game in the beginning then uh with a Yu, uh then maybe he would have been one of the pink folks who have run the game
0: Uh, yeah that checks out for me because they both seem like they were being uh subjugated in some way like they were not on uh equal playing ground as the the guy with the fancy room with the mask uh yeah. That wears all black. But uh, he was
1: also like a pawn too. Yeah. He's like, he's trying, like he, he was, had won previous
0: games. Yeah. And I think because of that had been like entered into this kind of, you have to be in charge because you, mm-hmm. you won one of the first games.
1: Yeah. But I think there, I mean, that's why I'm like, there's not enough time because there's a whole other like discussion to be had about the pink people because they were also victims. Like they're also struggling. And it's like a social experiment because it reminded me of the Stanford prison experiment where you like give the prisoners, some of them are in charge and the other ones are the prisoners. And then it became this whole thing because they were abusing their power. Cause you do that. So like you could see, because sometimes they were murdered too and they obviously had this like hierarchy and the yeah. different shapes mean things like if there were a second season i would want it to be about the pink ones so you can see that they were also there's a whole thing and that's why i was like i think there's so much more depth to this than people are just giving like brushing yeah. it off and being like whatever it's a, it's a murder show well yeah and i get it but you're wrong <laughs> it is yeah. it's a critical piece of media and I could talk about it forever, but I'm I'm significantly out of time and eight into Cat's time, and this is going to be a very long episode, and I apologize. So, Cat, it's your turn.
0: Yeah. I also think there's something that really can be said about the fact that um, when they get to the scene where the police officer who is Mm -hmm. like invading this space to like find his brother um, gets to that part where you have the tanks that are meant for people to like leave in an emergency, but they're not meant for the pink people.
1: Mm-hmm. They are
0: meant for like the elite guests, yeah. and the off chance that something goes wrong. Not at all for mm-hmm. the staff who are working for them. And I feel like that's not a very clear message that they were not there to be protected by well, they the. Even uppers. shot
1: one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, that as that well. Boy, he was a child. Yes. And I, when I saw him, I was like is this their military service like he somehow got into this or whatever like that was where my mind went but then it became clear that it's like that's not it yeah yeah but they're also like skeevy people because they were like trying to sell organs and they were also doing stuff to bodies they shouldn't be doing like they're clearly not like one like they're not just you know the elite at all they yeah they're not uh without
0: these situations that uh societally have put them in this position Mm -hmm. um and yeah, I mean, the the love of this show is unsurprising to me. Um, as someone who has witnessed firsthand through living in America the depressing impacts of a failing capitalistic system and society, um, mm-hmm. it makes sense why this is popular. It makes sense why it resonates both uh, – within South Korea, as well as externally, like now, na- like internationally, that there's lots of countries that like are fascinated with this concept in the show because it is relevant in other areas where capitalism is present. Um, and honestly, being from a generation who has widely witnessed and fallen victim to the impacts of mass debt, uh, which I'll get into in terms of how that is brought up within like South Korean society, as well as like low pay, despite being highly educated, um, that has lets us either unable to afford housing, unable to afford our loans, unable to afford basic living needs. Um, the message of squid games is like very deliberate and pointed. Uh, and it's interesting because, South Korea has delivered some of our favorite capitalism critiques uh, mm-hmm. when we think Parasite, Snowpiercer, uh, both on, and they hold a special place in our hearts. And I think Squid Games, because of what it is trying to say in a lot of ways, will always hold a special place in our heart. And especially because it's a show instead of a movie, it was able to flesh out some things that otherwise mm-hmm. might have needed to be rushed, which uh, I think really lends well to the platform that it's in. Um But it's something that like, I did not know about Korean society, but that, you know, it's really doing a good job showing the vast income disparities, the extensive debt, and how that impacts the society. And as capitalism generally is the inspiration behind the show is pretty bleak. Uh, in terms of what's happening. So fun fact, coming to you from a Vox article titled What Squid Game's Fantasies and Harsh Realities Reveal About Korea written by Asia Romaro... Um, Netflix has seen a fantastic payoff from their decision to invest 500 million in Korean entertainment in 2021, uh, which has resulted in a stock boom. So yay for them. (laughs) The irony being that Squid Games is entirely about socio-economical divides, uh, the exploitation of the poor by the rich and the desperation of Korea's financial destitute class of laid off workers. Um, It's kind of ironic that... Netflix is making a lot of money off of it. Uh,
1: they are the rich elite. Yep. In the masks. Yep. That's the American audience.
0: Yep. Um, and I mean, honestly, with that information, hopefully with the giant magnifying glass zooming in on all the corruption and exploitation, as horror is often used as a catalyst for social change, hopefully that starts to take place through this understanding mm-hmm. that it is necessary on a global scale. Hopefully capitalism just dies. Uh, that's my dream. <laughs> yeah, uh, same. So hopefully that happens and that the more media we see that kind of like fleshes this out in a way that's digestible, entertaining, and also like meaningful that people, instead of just watching it to watch it, watch it with media analysis glasses, and use this as an opportunity to learn something And hopefully change the world, because it sucks. (laughs) Um, But something we see within the show, the show does a great job of giving a less than subtle nod to class issues within South Korea, highlighting worker strikes and the violence done upon them by exploitative companies, a younger generation largely impacted by debt that leaves them financially incapable of taking care of their elders or themselves. Um, The horrors of individuals under immigrant status face from exploitative companies within South Korea, and the societal pressures to thrive and attend expensive schools in hopes of reaching a higher income bracket which i think is pretty like evident there with uh i think his name is song Song yeah his character kind of showcases like even if you get out of the income bracket that you are within there's still so much risk and like specifically if you're within this kind of everyone is in debt society it becomes easier to take on more debt and take on more risks because you've already set a precedent for that um
1: yeah and you're also like you're you don't want to go back you don't want to fall through so you you make more desperate and like risky actions to hold that place in society and so then you're more victim to make those mistakes than to be stuck there
0: yeah it's a the matter of pride uh Mm -hmm. and also the fact that he had his mom's business as collateral yep um, so, uh, something that may be very relatable to Americans from the millennial and Z generations is the concept of mass debt. I don't know about <laughs> you, um, but I have a lot of student loans and credit card debt cause poverty. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's super fun. Um, I'm sure many can relate to that situation. Um, debt that is so high, it keeps you from being able to afford housing or other basic needs. I have n- n- no resources to buy a home. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's uh and previous
1: economy. (laughs) Yeah, and like compared
0: to previous generations that otherwise were able to achieve those things, uh, that it was more so uh expectation of aging. Like you Mm -hmm. you reach your twenties and mid to late twenties you will have had a house. Uh, you will have started a family that is not something that is readily available to people of our generations who have extensive amounts of money that they owe so that they cannot create a space for themselves to live happily Um, as well as like uh, signing loans for a degree that we were told as children would give us better access to jobs but that has instead left us overqualified and under or unemployed. Um, an article on NBC news titled squid game is entertaining the world, but there's a difference, different feeling in South Korea written by Jennifer Kent and Stella Kim. It speaks on what this is like within South Korea. The article highlights the success that South Korea saw in the 1960s due to rapid industrialization that has made the one of the world's 10th largest economies. Um, but in, Many other countries, a university degree and a white collar job doesn't guarantee the financial security that it used to. So similar to like what we're dealing with here, they're dealing with there. Um, with the average income of about 40000 a year, many Koreans now find that they have to borrow in order to keep up. Um the influx of borrowing stems from low interest rates, which now has a household debt within South Korea equal to the country's an, annual GDP. Uh, within the U.S., it's eighty percent of the annual GDP, but in, it's like it matches uh, within oh. South Korea. The cause of this debt, de- debt development is multifaceted but seems to stem from this precedent set with banks to begin the debt process. So if you think about like when you were going to college, if you go to college in America, you are immediately entered into this debt system Mm. uh, to like kind of conceptualize it with something that like people from America might understand. Um, Similar to that debt is something that is so commonplace within South Korea that it's uh, once you enter into it, it becomes easier to kind of wrap your head around that kind of investment. Mm -hmm. Um, And once you've taken out a loan just to like to afford life, uh, it becomes like part of your income in a sense. Um, The article highlights the housing market as one of the causes, stating that the average price of an apartment has come close to one million. I don't know what that translates to here, but – and it's continuing to rise. With most of the population already seeking loans to afford basic needs, their subjugation under corporations is inevitable. they now need this money to pay back their loans. And because of that are more likely to become victims of unjust labor practices and exploitation, which is something that we see within the show with our main character as he's having like PTSD flashbacks to a raid where he was a part of a union and they are trying to like stand up yeah. against this exploitative company and he lost somebody. of it. Like someone died uh, and like the violence mm-hmm. that was done upon them by these um corporate corporations that were just trying to continue but they were in these situations where they needed that money there was no they can't like just not have a job and then just sit like that's not an option because they owe there's Mm -hmm. a debt there that makes it so that they no longer can make decisions that allow for their own personal growth because now they are responsible for yeah exactly and you can't move if you're within a hole um it also leaves them more vulnerable to loan sharks and other high interest institutions that further the subjugation so the article goes on to highlight the high risk high reward situations many young people specifically in south korea are seeking to get out of this loop so if you think like within america lottery tickets Mm -hmm. uh, using robin hood (laughs) uh trying to like make spend money to make money um, in a way that is high risk, but also would be high reward would exit you out of this situation. But the problem with that is that if you're taking high risks, you could have a very negative impact from that. So specifically taking out loans to invest in cryptocurrency or gambling. If we think about the first episode, uh, you have our main character, he's dealing with like, he has bet all the money that he got for his daughter's birthday Mm -hmm, (laughs) uh, mm -hmm. on horses. Because that's not like something that's like so out there within like it's betting on gambling and cryptocurrency is like seen as a way out Mm -hmm. um, of this financial struggle. But uh, tying back to the article, when you look at the characters in the show who are participating in this game, they represent the demographic of Koreans who are in the worst possible situation because of their personal debt. Uh, Kusi Wung, a commentator on the Korean culture based in Germany, said, The story stems from a deeply rooted perception of how society looks at failure, especially individual financial failure. Um, the fear of failure pushes many away from seeking bankrupt- bankruptcy and instead pushes them towards more risky solutions. As Gabe was saying, like, pride is a big element of this. Uh, to commit or to declare bankruptcy is worse than dying. Uh, like a societally uh, basically like, scars your name, stars your family's name and is not seen as something that's like safe to do. It's not the a new beginning. It is like you have ended your entire adulthood. Like it is done now. Um, so it's safer in these instances to bet on more risky things than just declaring bankruptcy, like in terms of like culturally. Um, and it pushes people further towards the risk of having to take out these second tier Lenders instead of like being at a bank, um, going to like loan sharks that can lead them down this path that we saw in a lot of the characters within Squid Game walking down. Um, In fact, the article states that approximately 400,000 Koreans are in debt to loan sharks specifically, a number that could very well be higher if you're calculating like second tier lenders, which are ones with higher interest rates than if you were to go to a bank. Um, So it's essentially people digging deeper and deeper holes for themselves that are nearly impossible to get out of income um, comparing this to like my upbringing is deeply rooted in this fear surrounding failure for like our entire generation um, having an entire generation so scared of failure that it gives out participation trophies uh, and something that many Americans specifically millennials and the Z generation can relate to adults who are in their care to being so scared of seeing their children experience failure that they remove all the safe ways to do so from all areas of their education. Um, and within competition, when as a society you don't allow failure, you don't allow like a bounce back. Once you fail, you're done. Uh, and that's not something that's going to allow for survival as well as success. Um, it kind of further fuels this desire for quick fixes, uh, because the process of failing is just so incomprehensible. Um, in South Korea, as I was saying, bankruptcy is seen as a devastating fate. In the show, we get this kind of highlight that when a consistent is given the option to leave uh, and instead chooses to go back. And it's in the regular world. It's not just the death of their body. It's the death of their pride. It's the shame of having to be seen as such an unsuccessful person in front of your family. Um and we kind of like get this window into that, and it's like really sad, <laughs> mm-hmm. um and relatable in a lot of ways, like this kind of the way in which money rules the lives of so many just through the existence of capitalism, and like that it's not there to actually provide people with the things that they need. That's why within Squid games, you have so many characters who are forced to be cruel when otherwise they maybe wouldn't have been. Um, mm-hmm. Because that is the only way you're going to make it in a system that is meant to set you up to step on the heads of others to succeed. Um, mm-hmm. And essentially, it's like there's people, another quote from the article, Margie Kim, a housewife in Seoul who's watching Skok Games with her family said, I really feel the pain of what our society is going through. She said the show deals with so many pressing issues, income inequality, youth unemployment, a rapidly aging society, that it's something her entire family can relate to and talk about. So many middle-class, ordinary people live with so much debt, and she could totally empathize with the people who join the game. And I think that's arguably one of the reasons why it's so popular in America as well, is that other than just being like a fun murder game show, hmm a lot of people can resonate with the need to enter something like that, that the, the bleakness of their day-to-day life is high enough that it is impacting their like livelihood and their survival. Like they can't afford the things that they need to take care of themselves or others because the system in and of itself is setting them up to like have to be cruel in order to get those things. Um,
1: yeah, and the game, like, is also culling the herd, right? It's like, these people are not going to amount to anything anyway, so we don't feel bad about them dying. Like, you're yeah. doing a benefit to the rest of Korea by removing them as, like, people who are indebted. Like, they just disappear, that's it now. And maybe there's a insurance policy, and now their family can be better than if they were alive, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I think, like you know, the fact that they chose to go back, like, that's such a big thing, um, in, in, like, what that person said in the article, is, like, I could totally empathize with them joining the game, because it's one thing if you're just plopped into a game, and you think, like, I have no way out, like, physically, so I have to fight to survive, but this was, like, I have no way out financially in the real world, so I have to fight to survive, which gives us this whole other level of, like, would you do that, Is yeah, life that hard for you? like yeah.
0: well, if you think of like all the like what if scenarios that kind of pop up where it's like for how much money would you do this horrible thing mm-hmm. because arguably within the 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 system that we exist within has made it essential to have money uh and that money is the thing we need to solve all of our problems that should not exist in the first place. But that's not like people don't always like critically think and think like, Hey, maybe the problem is that actually this system shouldn't exist is all, but instead we need to figure out a way to exist within the system because there's no stopping it, which isn't true. Um, But Mm -hmm. it does seem like when you keep a population, as we talked about in previous episodes, so distracted that they don't have time energy uh, other resources to question things Mm -hmm. then you're forced to be in situations where the idea of entering a game where you might die would be worth it we're entering a game into why the time you leave you are not a good person anymore would be worth it sacrificing your humanity your kindness and even just, like, really thinking about, like, the populations that they – were like, arguably, a lot of them were just regular people who have been put into this situation. I think, like, the main character specifically, you have, like, this backstory for him. And it's very mm-hmm. relatable. Like, yes, he is, like, a sweet kind of simple guy. But, like, he he did everything arguably right up until the point where he was let go from a job mm-hmm. that did not for value him. For no fault him, of his
1: own. Yeah. For no
0: fault of his own. And then was – because of the fact that he has been entered into this debt system was unable to recover from that and was forced into trying to work his way out in any means possible and thus negatively impact every area of his life, his ability to take care of his mom, his ability to be a good father, because he was just so hurt by like actively Mm -hmm. this entire system that was made to hurt him. Um, And he was just so arguably dispensable by the people mm-hmm. who are in charge of the government and everything else that give these corporations the means to do this. Um, yeah. yeah. That society as a whole is viewing him that way as well, because like we have been so trained to just be as you were saying, like they're like, it'd be better if they were gone, which isn't, isn't true. It's it shouldn't, true. Be true. it mm-hmm. shouldn't be true. It shouldn't be true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. People like you're better. The world is better. Cause you're in gonna- it. And, like, trying to convince people otherwise is the problem. And I think what's interesting about this show is that we get to see all these different ways that debt and, like, just these financial situations can contribute to them making these risky decisions. Mm -hmm. But also, like, that, like, some characters were just honestly good, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Ali is just good he's just a good guy good guy Um, bad
0: situation
1: yeah but i think like even some of the otherwise labeled as villains or the characters that get hated on um like sung woo i think like i didn't hate him i got it i was like he's the one and he even says it like you're lucky that you have someone on your side who was gonna fight who's gonna do what needs to get done like i'm sorry but like he's had to do that like he's had to put away that part of him that would feel bad to survive. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, you know, with uh Mignon. Like, she's just trying to survive. She has whatever it takes, whatever she can do. And I get it. Um, I would say the only one I don't <laughs> I didn't care for was Su, which was like the the Lone Shark dude, like the mobster kind yeah. of guy. Um because he didn't like there was no part like he did bad things too and like but we didn't get enough of why
0: he yeah there wasn't a shell uh fleshing out of his reasoning um
1: Mm -hmm. or even
0: like what was his motivation for being there we got the idea that if he left he had done bad within his mob situation, so he would be murdered anyway. Yeah. Um, but you don't really get, like, how he got into that position in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like it,
1: why he was making those risky decisions.
0: Yeah, and I agree totally. Like, like he was, from the get-go, put into this situation where, like, he had to either, fl- like, fly, and when he mm-hmm. couldn't do that, because of like what society was like, he didn't start that way. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. was a kid. <laughs> yeah. um, and he had all this pressure from his family and other, like he's the one who got out and yeah. he was supposed to like, just fly and do great things. And it's like, you're human at the end of the day he's just trying yeah. to survive um
1: and he has like the he has that entire group of people like on his shoulders looking at yeah. him like if you can make it out then you're giving hope to everyone else and as someone who's like first gen go to college like to do like have a career from a degree that you did like that's like unheard of in in my life like in where so so there's a lot of pressure that was on me to the point where like that's why I got student loan debt I had no idea no one was able to tell me what it was like and what to do and what not to do all I knew was I had to do that and there was no other like people are like you could go to college or you could go you know Do something else. I'm like, something else? Yeah. (laughs) No one ever told me there was another option. And so that's how we end up where we are. Yeah. And so I totally related to, like, that, like, where he was and that he felt bad, too. Like, he had some really, like, he, it devastated him what he had to do. Yeah. But, like, what else was, the other option was that he doesn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, ultimately, he's been put in the situation where it is required for him to survive, he has to be the bad guy. He has mm-hmm. to step on other people to push himself up. That has been something that's something societally that people are rewarded for all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're a business person. You don't pay your workers livable wage, but you're so successful. Look at your nice house. You know what I mean? Like if you, it's set up within capitalism that the way to succeed is to step on others. And if that's something that you're rewarded for if people clap for you and say how wonderful you are how wonderful your life is your mom must be so proud you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. she brags about him and it's like recognize like as she's she's proud of her son but like it's like he is put in a position where his understanding of what is right and wrong as well has been like significantly skewed throughout his entire life because he's been encouraged to take Mm -hmm. risks and step on others to get higher Uh -uh. yeah
1: he can't fail He's yeah, not he's allowed. not allowed. He <laughs> absolutely cannot fail.
0: Yeah.
1: And There's a like, lot and of a layers problem. to
0: it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, because you want to, like, you want people to know that it's okay to fail and that we can get back up. But, mm-hmm. like, that, it's just, like, we can't even talk about it, so we can't know that you're in trouble, so we can't mm-hmm. help you out of trouble because it's you're not allowed to talk about it. So, yeah, there and that's, like, a cultural thing, and it's something we can definitely understand over here as well. And yeah. I do hope that we get people who um look at squid game outside of just like okay it's gory and fun and like heartbreaking and murder games whatever Mm -hmm. and actually look at it for the capitalism critique that it is and like that same emotion (laughs) and how sad you feel and how like riled up you feel like turn that over and aim it towards not letting something like squid game become real like i know it's not like it's super preposterous but like the premise of Rich people harming lower-income bodies for just cause.
0: It's something that happens now. That's not (laughs) that's that's not not fictional. fictional. (laughs) That happens every day. Yeah, of this every day of our existence. Mm -hmm. Um, a a version of the Squid Games in a less gory and brutal way. Yeah, has the equal result of people dying, being hurt, or otherwise like unable Mm -hmm. to survive because of these systems.
1: Yeah, and it's also like. Even just thinking of like the aesthetics of it, like using these bright colors and like using kids games, like there's this illusion that it's fine. Like there's like yeah. this like facade of like this is just a game. You have a, you, it's a kid's game. Of course you can get out. It's totally equal. But the cost and, like, is
0: death. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's just a distraction. Like mm-hmm. you see that and you think like, oh, this is what That's so legit. This yeah. is goofy. You 100%. know? And then it's like, no. It's actually terrifying. Like Facebook, you can go ahead and change your name to Meta. Like, go ahead. You're still Facebook. Like you're still a problem. You're yeah. still surveying people UFO and giving subs. and selling their information. Like No, (laughs) like you're still a problem. Changing name isn't going to change anything. So it's just making it look
0: nicer.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that because it's something that's
0: already acceptable in its bright, fun packaging, but is inherently disgusting Mm -hmm. and horrible and evil.
1: Uh. Yeah. Yep. Well. Yeah. Yeah. so that was our super long episode of squid games i knew it could like and there's like as you were talking i was like and then there's another thing yeah like I we'll have on. to talk
0: about it again like i know we're gonna talk yeah. about murder games for this entire month but mm-hmm. we'll have to come back to squid games i think because one if there's a season two but also just because there's like so much that can be said about the, like, the dynamic is. at play Like how in the world would we be able to cover the complexities of capitalism and Korean culture within even an hour and a half? (laughs) Yeah, we could have a whole series about that.
1: Because there's so much media out there that you really, like, every single thing that Bang Jun ho has made is some kind of statement. Like, yeah. whether it's about, like, environmentalism or capitalism or just, like, people need to be better yeah. people into our planet. Sure. Kingdom, like I said. Like, that's a whole thing about classism. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's there's so much. And, like, even stepping away, there's, like, other cultures who are doing the same thing. And we just need to, like, pay attention to them. Yeah. Um, and I knew, I knew I was like, this episode going to be forever because I wrote like an entire book and I yeah. was like, and this isn't even everything. So um, I hope you <laughs> enjoy it. I hope like, you know, we're not, it's not Killjoys because you're enjoying it, but you're also learning. And that's the whole point of really good media is that you can enjoy something and also learn something yeah. um, while you're yeah. doing that.
0: Ultimately, that's what we're trying to do. We're not like crapping on it. We're like, Mm-mm. no, this is like this idea. Ah, so cool. This yeah. is like, learn from it. Don't yeah, just be like, haha, ha, fun little pretty color box yeah. time, happy games. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't be the. Yeah. Pink. Learn from. The, don't go to a great Gatsby party dressed as rich people. Murder the Ugh. rich people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Redistribute
0: the wealth to everybody else. I'm not. Okay. We don't condone murder at the ghouls. We don't. we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. Okay. Don't murder them, but take all their money.
1: But take, yeah. Like, let's take it from them and let's. Take all of their money
0: and redistribute it.
1: They don't need it. What are they going to do? Solve they're going to die. They're solve die hunger, They ever spend solve
0: all housing inequities. Actually, educate human beings.
1: Value value lives. Jobs and like yeah. value workers if they're essential. Pay them an essential salary, and don't be surprised that no one wants to work for ten dollars an hour anymore because <laughs> it's twenty twenty, and that's preposterous. Yeah, um, unskilled
0: labor doesn't exist. Yeah, if there's true. labor
1: yeah it's skill. it's all skill. somebody has gotta do it yeah rude um <laughs> uh, anyway so many things we have to say i hope you enjoy this series because it's gonna be a lot of this but also fun and, and hopefully we turn you on to some pretty interesting uh series or, or films about games and that are also educating and murdery at the same time because yeah. it's like two of our favorite things so um don't get married
0: delete your kids counter or. burn yeah. all the money Money doesn't exist yeah, anymore. We real. don't have a system where money is necessary yeah. and we just exchange goods and services Stuff. for like actions.
1: Yeah. Or other goods and services. Exactly. Like you, you do a thing and I do a thing and now we can swap. So now you have the thing that I do. Yeah. And you, I have we don't need that money.
0: Do. That's the secret. The secret is mm-hmm. we don't need currency or money. We just need to mm-hmm. not be horrible yeah. people.
1: Scarcity is a myth.
0: Yeah so there's plenty to go around just give we just need to people it. what they need also start shoplifting and dumpster diving do it they waste so much um here we are
1: yeah that's like in our buy nothing group when we lived right on the outskirts of like some of the gentrified areas and be given post away. like super expensive stuff we we'll be like yeah, i'll take it
0: nice Shame? things
1: i don't know the word
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Like, no thank you <laughs> i just need things to survive and just, just like, they should not be behind a paywall
1: yeah um but yeah so that's all that's my rant. make I'm sure done. you like and subscribe check out the rest of the series we're looking forward to it let us know what you think about squid game um and if you, there are anything that, that we left out and you're like i would love an episode two where you did this like yeah we covered
0: midsummer twice
1: let's, let's go. yeah we did midsummer twice we did something else twice before yeah. i'm ready yeah. i'm going let's i'm ready do it again. For it. let's do it um <laughs> it's just so good uh and very sad yeah. um
0: Actual buy.
1: Yeah, for real buy now.